Good morning, everyone. Today is Friday, November 4th, and it is actually 6 a.m. for me. And I know some of you are probably thinking, why are you recording an episode at 6 a.m.? Well, today's Friday, and I know I have a lot of appointments today, and I'm going to be busy tonight, and I still wanted to dive into God's Word today. So I made sure to wake up extra early this morning, just that way I can get my daily reading in before school. Um, today we are going to be diving into 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 16 while we finish off this book of the Bible. I will be reading from the NLT translation today. So if you have that translation or you have your Bible version that you would like to follow along with, now is the time to open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. After this episode, as usual, I will conclude it with something that I found fun or interesting or something I've learned in the last while. Um, but for now, let's dive into God's word. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believed something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what has been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as scripture said. He was buried and was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time most of whom all still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him, for I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me, and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of my other apostles, yet it was not I but God who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message you have already believed. But tell me this, since we preach that God, or er, tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead. For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we apostles would be lying about God, for we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if no resurrection of the dead. And there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all, all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given a new life. But there is an order to the resurrection. 
Christ was raised as the first of the harvest, then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come, when we will turn to the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. For Christ must reign until he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. For the scripture says, God has put all things under his authority. Of course, when it says all things under his authority, that does not include God himself, who gave Christ his authority. Then, when all things are under his authority, the Son will put himself under God's authority, so that God, who gave his Son authority over all things, will be utterly supreme over everything, everywhere. If the dead will not be raised, what point is there in people being baptized for those who are dead? Why do it unless the dead will someday raise again? And why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour? For I swear death, for I swear, dear brothers and sisters, that I face death daily. This is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done for you. And what value was there in fighting wild beasts, those people of Ephesus? If there was no resurrection from the dead, and if there is no resurrection, let's feast and drink for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For, for to your shame I say that some of you don't know God at all. But someone may ask, how will the dead be raised? What kind of bodies will they have? What a foolish question. When you put a seed into the ground, it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And what if you put... And what, and what you put in the ground is not the plant that will grow, but only a bare seed of wheat or whatever you are planting. Then God gives it the new body he wants it to have. A different plant grows from each kind of seed. Similarity, there are different kinds of flesh. One kind for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies. The sun has one kind of glory, while the moon and stars have another kind, and even the stars differ from each other in their glory. It is the same way that the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. The scriptures tell us, The first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is, Christ, is a living, life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body, then the spiritual body comes later. Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the heaven, earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Just as we are now like the earthly man, we will someday be like the heavenly man. What I'm saying, dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die but we will be transformed. It will happen in a moment in a blink of an eye when the last trumpet is blown. 
For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will be transformed, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Immovable. Okay, sorry. So it says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Now, regarding your question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem, you should follow the same procedure I gave to the churches in Galatia. On the first day of the week, you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Don't wait until you get there and then try to collect it all at once. When I come, I will write letters of recommendation for the messengers you chose to deliver your gift to Jerusalem. And if it seems appropriate for me to go along, they can travel with me. I am coming to visit you after I have been to Macedonia, for I am planning to travel through Macedonia. Perhaps I will stay a while with you, possibly all winter, and then you can send me on my way to the next destination. This time, I don't want to make just a short visit and then go right on. I want to come and stay a while, if the Lord will let me. In the meantime, I'll be staying here in Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There is a wide open door for a great, for great work here, although many oppose me. When Timothy comes, don't, hesi- don't intimidate him. He is doing the Lord's work, just as I am. Don't let anyone treat him with corrupt, contempt. Send him over, send him on his way with the blessings when he returns to me. I expect him to come with all the other believers. Now, about our brother Apollos. I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but but he was not willing to go right on. He will see you later when he has the opportunity. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. You know, you know that Stephanus and his household were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece, and they are spending their lives in service to God's people. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. I am very glad that Stephanus, Fortunus, and Achaicus have come here. They have been providing the help you weren't here to give me. They have been a wonderful encouragement to me, as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. The churches here in the province of Asia send greetings in the Lord, as do Achaia and Priscilla, and the others who gather in their home for church meetings. All the brothers and sisters here send greetings to you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. Here is my greeting in my own writing. Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. Our Lord, come. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus.
And that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 16. That actually concludes the book of 1 Corinthians. I do want to apologize for my stumbles here and there as we all are human and we make those mistakes. And it's those mistakes that make us grow is there's the whole saying, um, you learn from your mistakes. And I just want to realize and remind myself here that we are human and that I am going to stumble over my words every once in a while. And that since I am not, I'm not brand new, but I'm still newish to the Christian faith as I was not raised in it. So some of these names of places I'm not very comfortable with pronouncing or just pronunciation of some words. So if I am mispronouncing or mispronunciating a word, I do apologize. Um, I am working on this as I go. But that concludes today's message. Anyway, I am wanting to share with you this website I found. So this website I found is actually called On This Day. And the thing about this website, On This Day, is it actually is really cool because it actually shows you what happened on no, like today's date. So November 4th, it actually will say to you, on November 4th, this is what happened in history. And it actually has different like categories. So you have historical events, you have film and television, you have music, you have sports, you have famous birthdays, you have people who died. And so if you ever just like what happened on this day, or you want to look up like what happened on my birthday in history, or what's happening today, it's definitely a good website. And it's literally just called on this birth onthisday.com. And so I'll just bring up the website here, but um, I am here. So with this is let's use today's date of November 4th. So an example of this is um, in 1879, African-American inventor Thomas Elkins patents the refrigerating apparatus or in um 2008, Barack Obama becomes the first African-American to be elected president of the United States, defeating Republican candidate uh, John McCain. Um, So there's all different things that you can look at here as well. Um, Some famous birthdays that are happening today on November 4th is Will Rogers, Walter uh, Cronkite, Art Carney. Um, Yeah, so that's just here is, oh, it's actually Matthew McConaughey key's birthday as well but that concludes today's message i hope you guys have a happy friday and uh enjoy your weekend as it comes up anyway good night or not good night everyone have a good day everyone